welcome welcome to this black girl podcast it is your girl lola aka ola.miss.lola i am joined by the lovely mister hello how are you uh i'm good (laughs) um and first and foremost i appreciate everybody who's been catching up on episodes who's been you know keeping in touch and whatnot i am doing better last week i was sick and it was not cute it was all over my throat and i i I didn't want to give y'all an episode when the oof wasn't really behind it you know i don't know i feel like you can just hear when somebody's not into it and y'all don't deserve that y'all deserve goodness and greatness (laughs) and not just toes poking in your ears oh my gosh facts facts oh my gosh okay but babe I'm going to jump into it. I'm going to hop into it. Mm-hmm. Ah, because toads, get it? Yes, LOL. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> when was the first time, I guess, you can recollect um, being in love? When you're like, oh, I love someone. And it wasn't, or even if you thought you loved someone. Like, when was the first time and what was that like? Oh man, just drop, jumping at me with the hard yes, questions. Yeah, straight up. We need to catch up. <laughs> I don't even know. Is it lame to say that like my first dog was someone that I really was, was something that I really like felt like I really truly loved? I mean, okay. I mean, like first, first, like before your dog, because your dog was like a few years back, unless you've never felt that kind of feeling of love with anybody else before. I mean, <laughs> Even if it was, I mean, like, as, like, I feel like when we get older, we understand what love really is like and kind of is supposed to be. But I'm talking about that first time where you think you're in love and you're like, oh, I think I love this person. Or like, it, or, or you that puppy love, so to speak, without the dog. <laughs> How about you start first this time? Oh my gosh, why do I have to start? I asked the question. Because I'm struggling to find an answer that's apparently satisfactory. I'm just saying, okay, fine. Uh, I guess the first example where I can remember, I would think I was like, how old was I? I don't know, maybe I was like 13-ish, sort of? 13-ish? No, no, I was 15. I was 15. I was 15. And um, I liked this person. Um, I'm not going to be specific, but I like this person at this place where I like, I didn't work there, but I volunteered there. And I was like teaching a particular class, even though I was like 15. Um, But somebody else who also actually worked there, who was a bit older than me, I was just like head over heels, enamored. Oh, they so fine. Writing about it in my diary. Like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying this is the first person you had like a big crush on. Yeah, but at that point, that 15-year-old me is going to be in love. Not, not knowing that that's obviously not love. That's an infatuation. I can speak on it now that's infatuation. But like, when I was a kid, I loved, I loved that man. Like, I was ready to make the future. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I really went on, like, one date in high school. And 
then I spent a bunch of time kind of out of school, like, you know, and then I went to school for a little bit, and then I spent a bunch of time out of school, and then I went going back to school when I was older. Yeah. And I was, like, in my mid-20s. So, honestly, like, even by your criteria, I'm going to defend the dog choice. Oh, Shout- my gosh. Shout-outs to my little Zulu. Stop. Hope you're prancing around in heaven now. Oh, my gosh. But really and truly, like, I got that dog when I was in my early 20s. You yeah. Know, he lives to be 11. Um... So, like, you know, I, I had him in my early 20s, and I just never really had to take care of something before, I guess. And so, like, I just kind of, okay. I don't know, that was it. Well, where, when, when? He was just, a, he was just such a sweetheart. Like, he's he's one of the first people I know, one of the first instances I can think of, but I just, like, I would just look at him just, like, sitting around, and I'd be like, you little pupper. You're you so little sweet. pupper, you make me so happy. So, okay, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to be laughing at you, but I'm just saying, the only reason why I, I snicker, I snicker in petty, is because I'm like, I know you, like, dated other people, and you had girlfriends and stuff, and I'm like, nobody you said even first. held a candle, but, okay, fine, all I'm right. just saying, you said first. Mm-hmm. You said first, and like I said, I didn't date very much when I was in high school. Yeah. And then I... I didn't date when I was in high school either. You just said you had a crush in high school. Yeah, but I didn't date the guy. I just fawned over him. I'm not gaslighting nothing. Just because I liked somebody doesn't mean I dated them. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, You know, just just as a put it out there for some problematic people who like to think i like you therefore we need to date no that, that's that's not, i mean like were, were were there girls that i had a crush on in high school sure did like anything really happen about that or anything that was it anything more than like butterflies every once in a while like not really for me yeah but i don't know i feel like just because you like somebody doesn't mean something has to happen but like i just mean like that feeling that like you know we're like oh you know, like you said, like the butterflies and and the the, the daydreaming starts and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm surprised because, like, you like to classi- classify yourself as somewhat of a romantic. So I just yeah, because you want what you can't have. I'm just saying the grass is greener. That's why. I'm a romantic because I I never I didn't have this kind of more real thing you're talking about. I had to like fantasize about it, Mm -hmm. and it was like, what what is romanticizing something than fantasizing about it in like the most generic way possible? I mean, like I guess, but like okay, well then okay, you have this idea of what love is. And how has it changed compared to, like, what you know love to be, like, now? I feel like, um, I don't know. I I feel like this is common for a lot of men, but maybe I'm speaking out of my ass. But for me personally, like, I think they're, for me, it was, like, a, a... Try really, really understanding that, like, you need to meet each other halfway. You know, as the man, I feel like there's a lot of like, you're the provider, you know, you want to be loyal. And so it feel it can almost feel like you're expected to like continuously put yourself out there, continuously provide, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like never be taken care of in return. 
And I think that's the big difference for me. Okay, like meeting halfway? Yeah. Um, you know, the idea that, like, a relationship is... It's not a compromise, but it's, like, it's something that comes out of... Because of both people's inputs. I mean, that's fair. Instead of just, like, like you know, living up to the old, like, 80s tropes of, like, if I just get this... If I just bug this girl enough, eventually she'll like me. Like, that's not how relationships yeah, work. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, totally yeah. agree. I mean, like, I've definitely learned from, like, my past relationships and like our current relationship pretty much that um you definitely I don't know I guess I'm speaking for me I can't speak for everybody but like it just it definitely feels like there are times where I don't know I feel like when you when you can differentiate between loving somebody and lusting after somebody um the relationship hits very different like I feel like when you're lusting and just like um I guess you know like you said chasing that fantasy rather than like the reality um you know things end up a lot different things are interpreted a lot differently um I feel like when you love somebody it's like you're it sounds weird to say, but like you're choosing to love that person because there are, you know, there are the days where your partner or that person is not that great, <laughs> you know, whether they're sick, whether they're in a bad mood, whether, you know, one thing or another. And like, you know, you still wake up every day and choose that person because there are some people who like literally grow out of love yeah i think that's a tricky thing yeah you know uh, i definitely think that like i don't know maybe this is why i personally think that young people should not be getting married if you're under the age of 28 you shouldn't even be thinking about marriage i didn't follow that advice (laughs) because i just feel like you just have so much growing left to do that even if you have the ideal partner for you Mm -hmm. when you're like 22 does that mean they'll stay the ideal partner for you when you're 32? Like that to me is a dice roll. I, I personally am a, a very different person than what I than who I was 10 years ago, and it's Same. a little it's a little hard for me to imagine that one person would like follow my growth or like follow me in such a way that at the end we would still be like compatible like that. Um, I don't know. I don't believe it's impossible. Do I think it's highly unlikely? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think it's impossible either, but you it doesn't know? feel very like me. I, I just, I don't know. I don't believe in high school sweethearts, I guess. I Honestly, high school sweethearts, I'm very shocked at because like, like you said, like there's so much growing from like childhood, teenagehood until like adulthood. So to find and meet somebody from when you're like, 15 and be with them for 15 years like I don't know I feel like it's that combination of like waking up and choosing somebody every day but I also like question it a little bit and I'm so, I'm sorry to the I'm sorry to the sweethearts to the college sweethearts the high school sweethearts I'm sorry but like a part of me questions are y'all settling are you settling because you're scared to put yourself out there and like see what's out there and or make a mistake because like those fears are very valid and they're very real like they they happen to people all the time 
yeah, the sunk cost fallacy is a real thing. And there's a lot of people, especially, it's always been very strange for me with relationships mm -hmm. where a lot of people are like, oh, well, I was with this person for three or four years. I grew up a lot around them. They did me a lot of stuff. We ended up falling out of love. And that means the entire relationship was a waste of time. And it's just weird to me that a lot of times people will just like set about the will set the value of relationships based on like how long it lasted. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of weird. But to throw to go back and throw a little more shade on high school sweethearts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally think, and my suspicion is like, if I hear that you're kind of with the same person, my my suspicion is just that you haven't grown up that much. You haven't really changed that much as a person Ooh. since you were in high school. Fair enough. I didn't even think about that. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like as a grown ass woman now, like well in, well, I don't say well into my 30s. I'm not that well into my 30s. I'm, just, I'm grown. Okay. Um, as a grown woman, I would like to think that I am a lot different than the person I was in high school. Like, I don't want to say leaps and bounds, but like, I've definitely developed. The character has developed. <laughs> well, you know, like you said, with uh, choose with choosing your partner, like you have to choose growth, right? Because uh, at the end of the day, like change is inevitable, but growth is not. Right. Growth you have to work at, and you have to decide to put the energy into. And there's some people who they just don't. You know, like shout out shout outs to all of our Karens out there. There are people who were probably who are immature and continue to be immature now. Well, yeah, yeah, that's very true. I guess just having. I just my whole thing. Okay, I guess my my question slash pivot is like, when you are dating, just in general, like you meet somebody new, you want to get to know them, like. Why is there, and I don't know if you see it from your side as well, but like I've like I've had girlfriends say this to me and like why are you shaking your head? Because I don't think you should be playing with that fan. Oh my gosh, don't mind me guys. <laughs> um my my question is like, do you ever okay, have you ever been on a date or dating a person where you felt like they were testing you? Me pers like I feel like maybe I have, but those were always not very successful dates. I, I don't like being tested like that. Well I to me to me a date in a relationship is more of like a process of discovery. Mm -hmm. You know, because even like there are people who it, it's it's weird. There are people who you meet sometimes who are not very like you, yeah. but that just means you have a lot to learn from them, not that you have a lot to disagree about. Kind of depends on the person, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, okay, when I see testing though, like, I mean, like, I've had girlfriends that are like, um, oh, I asked him a, a specific question to see what he would say, or um, I did that, like, they, they created a scenario to judge how the, well, I'm speaking in like men, women dating scenarios. Like I created a scenario and just to see how the man would react. Um, I've straight up, I've straight up have had girls try to do stuff like that. And when you do that, I don't talk to you anymore. Like it's, it's over. And I honestly feel like, listen, I think if you're starting to date somebody, it's fine to have a list of deal breakers. You know what I mean? It's fine to have a list that of like, 
you know, I went out, I've gone out before with um, people who are pretty newly immigrated. Yeah. And they had some pretty homophobic things to say. Oh, I remember you telling me about and that. The, one, yeah. And th- those people I don't see again. I think it's fine to have deal breakers, but I don't think it's okay to put to like. You know, the situations where it's like, oh, I've been seeing this guy, but I want my friend to message them to see how they're going to react. Yeah. Because, like, I think they're more attractive than me and I'm going to have her slide to the DMs and see whatever. If you do that to me and I know and I know that it's you, I'm done with you. Like, right. I'm sorry. I actually think that's a, a like, why would you lie to me? Like, it, it's a weird betrayal of trust, like on a fundamental level. And I don't. I don't understand it, especially when, like, I've done nothing to portray your trust. Okay, well, like, when you do like somebody, though, like, how do you, I guess, for you, like, develop trust in somebody? Because you know me, I'm I'm not very, I'm not very trusting. I'm not very trusting in this, in the slightest. I mean, I think personally, there's no secret about it. It's just about like building a relationship with a person. Because even then, like I'm friends with some people that I don't trust. I mean, just just straight out, like it depends on what the thing is, you know. Like there are some friends I would trust with a secret, and yeah. there are some friends I would trust with money, and there are some friends I would trust with neither. Yo, facts. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like I, and I, I just think that's what it, that's that's all the real secret there is to it is you just kind of build your relationship and you figure things out i do think though that there is a difference between like when you tr- there's a difference between trusting someone mm-hmm. and relying on someone that's what i was about to say because i'm like i wouldn't even say trust i'd be like i have friends that i know are reliable for certain things um and then there's friends that like I genuinely trust yeah you know they're not they they don't always go in the same box sometimes some some friends do some friends do some friends check off one side and maybe not the other like I have a friend who I know like I can trust this person with x y and z but I don't I don't think they're reliable yeah (laughs) you know um so yeah so I've I don't know. I feel like for for relationships, it's been very hard to deprogram the mindset of just not having trust, you know, because it's like you can go into the situation not trusting somebody and it's like, okay, so then when do you trust them? How how are they supposed to prove themselves to you um, to, to earn your trust? And that's like, you know the i'm forgetting the analogy you know the the guy who's always pushing the stone up the mountain and then it rolls back down on him oh yeah king sisyphus yeah like it's like it's it's like an impossible task whereas like now my mindset is you know trust your intuition and don't like you can trust people to a certain level but like don't distrust somebody until they give you a reason to distrust yeah, I think that's that's true. Like trust is earned, but like some people like distrust is not earned for them either. Do you know what I mean? Like they just start out not trusting you as far as they can throw you. Yeah, like like there's like like you know level 1, level 2, level 3, level four, you know? Some yeah. stuff like you have top tier access of trust. 
Oh wow, I feel so special. No, like there's things I have told you that I, that I promised myself I would never tell another soul. See, here's here's my sneaky, here's <laughs> so. my sneaky, schemey thing. Okay, here, here here's the devil inside me. Yeah. There are t- there are certain topics I know that people believe are sensitive that I just don't give a shit about. Like I'll tell you, I've been depressed before. I'll tell you, I've been to therapy. I'll yes. tell you, I'll tell you about this and that. And to me, like that's the check. That's the test. You know, there are people who like you 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 can. It's almost like bait. Like you tell them something that you think that like you know like they think is juicy or that you think they'll think is juicy mm-hmm. but really it's like crusty and all the dried out and you don't <laughs> it's care played about out it. yeah all. it doesn't matter i think that's the reason though why people love us though like as like friends and as like a couple friends because the one thing that we at least i feel like i slash we when people talk about like myself and us as people is like Oh, I feel like I could just talk to you about anything. There's no judgment. And the truth is, there isn't. Like, the the only time you will see me judge you is if you affect my family and or my bag. Oh, then I'm hard judging. See, this is, this is, this is, I think this might be one of the differences. I'm very, I, I can be very judgmental. It just depends on what. Like, it's not that I'm not judgmental. It's that my, you need to look at my, like, you need to look at my criteria like sideways on an angle and through a kaleidoscope for it to make sense. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know you're judgmental because of the whole like we watched a weird AS faux okay, <laughs> random tangent. We were watching a random faux ASMR milk like was Making Japanese fancy or teas and Some coffees kind of, and I, shakes. I feel bad shit. for using a general, just Asian broad term because I can't remember if it was Chinese or it was Korean. I think it may have been Korean, but it was a faux ASMR uh, cafe compilation of them making different fancy drinks but all the pouring noises that they were using were artificial and they were like imposed into the video so it's like pouring water and then like the fake sound effect of like is like playing over it and he was cringing inside if he could rip his skin off he would he was hating it and he's looking at me like what is wrong with you? This is the <laughs> yeah, you're like, experience. no, because the problem is you're like, I don't see anything wrong with this. Yeah. I, I, what do you mean? Yeah, what do I'm you like, mean? Okay. And it's like, it's it, it, it's it's like an extra twist of the knife because <laughs> you like to grab my head and just make gross slurping looking <laughs> sounds directly me. into my don't ear canal. And then you're like, and then when I'm getting PTSD flashbacks <laughs> because the sound mixing on these pouring effects is like awful you're you're sitting here trying to judge me for it and you're gonna go on a podcast so you're not judgmental i wasn't judging him i just found it entertaining that's all that's all i wasn't judging yeah okay sure i believe that i'm serious i don't know okay i i'm not gonna act like i'm like totally um, even super even keeled. Don't judge nobody for nothing. I am very judgy. I'm. I. I was actually no. I'm not gonna say I'm judgy. I'm particular. I will like. I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. I will criticize things that like I have a passion for. Um, but with that being said, like, am I going to drag somebody for filth for no reason? 
No. You know what it is for me is sometimes people are surprised by who I'll drop and who I won't and who I won't drop and what I'll judge and what I won't judge. Mm-hmm. And that's because like my criteria is kind of it's a little bit more second order. You know what I mean? Like you can do a lot of stuff and I, ha- I can give people a lot of grace if they're just like, you know, ignorant or dumb or like they're trying their best, but things didn't work out or there's an accident or something. But the second I see you even do something small, like on purpose, just for the explicit reason of hurting somebody, I'm over it with you. Like, I, yeah. I really think that's such a negative trait. Just like that kind of vindictiveness just doesn't sit with me. And I don't hang around those kinds of people. It's only a matter of times when those kinds of people are going to get off on like annoying the fuck and, and doing that shit to you. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I, 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 okay. I know I can personally have some less than pleasant traits. Like, because I can identify manipulation, I therefore can ex- execute manipulation. Do I like to manipulate people? No, I don't. Like, no, I, I, it does not please me to trick somebody to do what I want. Like, I'd rather you do it of your own free will and volition. That's more appealing to me. Right. You know, um, like you and I all the time we joke about gaslighting. Yeah. But like in high school, I gaslit the fuck out of somebody. But that was out of revenge. That wasn't out of like, oh, let's just be a menace today. Like I was just like, oh, you're trying to do this to me. Full rem- full revenge mode. And that gaslighting was beautiful, magical, artis- artisanal, iconic. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I personally so feel like when you're handing those kind of like volatile situations, like yeah. it's like handing volatile chemicals. You know what I mean? Like it oh, all, yeah. you can't contain it. It always lingers with you. Oh no! It always just... comes back to bite you. Oh no no no! Not this one. It was so well executed. I will think of it for days to come. It was wonderful, and it's. And, um, but, but the key was a, the intention, like I said, it was revenge. Somebody did something to me. So I had to get the bitch back period. B after that, I just let it go. After, after I I accomplished what I set out to do, I let it go. The problem is some people don't let it go. They'll want to add more to it and add more to it and one up and back. I let it go and just, just let it, give it to God. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I definitely get it, but for me, I don't know, maybe maybe this is a, a, a side of maturity. Yeah. But I'm kind of at a point that I just think that all of it is just like sweet flowers with bitter roots. You know what I mean? You go through your sweet revenge and then eventually you get to the bitterness of it. And I'm just like, why even go through it? You know what I mean? Oh, because I was a child and yeah. I had time. Yeah, you were a child, but apparently you're still acting. You you still have like fond memories of it now. You know what I mean? You know why? Because this there was no consequences. And so no, like, there was no. Actually, okay, that revenge. There was no consequence, which was great. But it was because what had what was previously done to me kind of snowballed into my own personal karma of other stuff. So I'm like, oh, you want to do this to me? You want to try this? Okay, I got you. And I, I executed my my well-crafted revenge. And I'm, I'm just proud of myself. I'm proud of the mental capacity, the <laughs> fortitude, you know? Um, but with that, I, I let go and let God. Because again, I don't want to have bitter roots or anything like that. So like, I just laugh about it now because I'm like, that was great. Like, I mean, def- definitely letting it go is an important thing because like, you know, going back to our original topic, 
from vengeance to love and I choosing love being venge- I love choosing vengeance yeah you're like Batman you love vengeance uh, <laughs> but like you know like you were saying like you know getting up and choosing to love somebody like human the human brain especially is ultimately like a pattern machine you know yeah. what I mean like even if you are like oh I'm gonna do this and I'm never gonna do it again or I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna stop at some point like you gotta understand like you're programming your brain to produce more of that yeah, and that's sure. kind of the dangerous thing about being like a, a kind of like spiteful or very vengeful person is like that's what your brain jumps to whenever you have a problem. You know, if you're a hammer, all your problems look like nails. True. Well, that's. Oh my. Oh my gosh. gosh. Excuse me. That is why. And and like you you still you see it now like I get to kind of I guess circumvent those instantly wants to be petty instantly wants to be vengeful moments instantly wants to be like mean moments of myself because um i walk away i walk away i drop the subject i leave it alone because like if i can't finish the back and forth or we're having a disagreement or there's a problem and i shut down that's because like i was about to go left and was not going to make this conversation better (laughs) yeah i was not going to be contributing to the productivity of this conversation and so, and so I do that out of love because it's like, I would rather be in a better headspace to continue than like say something I, I don't mean just because I'm hurt or I mean, I'm bothered. I mean, apparently other than like well-tuned audio, like not a lot of things really get under my skin. So it's not that bad. You know, it's not that hard for me to let things go. I mean, I, I, especially now that I've gotten older and like, I'm pretty happy with myself. I consider myself pretty successful. I feel like I've achieved, you know, I'm very lucky and I feel like I got the ability to chase and achieve a lot of my dreams. Yeah. And so now it's kind of at a point where it's like, okay, cool, you're a dick, but like, I'm still a great artist and I'm still, I'm still the bomb. So mm-hmm. whatever, man, like you, like it really is taking in the phrase, not just as a phrase that like, Usually if you have a problem with someone, it's more a reflection on you. It's more a problem you have with yourself. Yes, I learned that, thankfully, early enough in my early 20s that, funny enough, and like, this doesn't apply to all of my friends, so I apologize for any friends listening to this episode. It ain't about y'all. It ain't about y'all. But I do have some friends where when I first met them, I... Something like was like, oh, I don't, I don't like you. I don't like you. Why don't I like you? And my brain was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, that's a, that's a you problem. That's not them. They're just existing. What's wrong with you? Go check yourself. And I would like try to answer like, why? What? What is it that I don't like about them? And I like would take that part and move it to the side and actually get to know them. And like those people are literally like when I say some some of my best friends, best friends. Yeah, it's almost like, like to this day. It's almost like those, uh, you know, there are certain songs you really like when you first hear them, but it's like a fad and it passes over. Mm. And there are certain songs that takes a few times for you to like appreciate and then they end up sticking with you for a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's funny now because like when I think back to it, I was just like only only one friend. <laughs> I can I can still remember what was like jarring to me about them. And it was their laugh. 
Oh, it was their love. It was so stupid. But the uh, but but another friend, I actually don't even remember what was just so jarring about them that had me like triggered. But like I said, it's irrelevant because like we're amazing friends right now, and I love them dearly, and I would never trade them for anything in this world. So, <laughs> I mean, it's also important to remember, especially when you're meeting new people, that like sometimes you just meet people when you're like not in the place to get along with them, like either. They're having a bad day or you're in some weird headspace and you just meet and it's like not a good class. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. That that happened that happened with um um uh, a newer friend recently. Like we were just I was just randomly doing something with the kiddo and they were there and then they just started talking to me and I was like, Who is this person? <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? Who cares? And then and and now we're friends. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just like when you choose. I don't know. I guess when you choose love, good things happen. Usually, usually, there's a lot of times people will take advantage and treat your kindness as weakness, and take advantage of that niceness for their own gain. And those people suck. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's important to remember in general that like. A lot of people make mountains out of molehills, and most people are more similar than dissimilar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you, I don't know. I usually can find something to get along with somebody about if I try hard enough. Yeah, same. Yeah. But here's the problem. Like, you're so busy trying... And, and I'm saying this out of the, 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 the random, occasional bad apples. Like, you can find, you can find something in anyone to get along with doesn't make them a good person yeah i agree you know and and that's another thing that i like i want to say it reminds me to close up but like i've used those moments more to like really self-reflect like when i've had those moments where like you know a, a friend or a person was using me or was mistreating me and I was like allowing it because like, oh, friendship or we've been together for so long or whatever it was. It's just like, I use those, I try to use those as teachable moments. Cause you know me, like I, if, if something just doesn't sit with me and it's like fucked up, like I will ponder on it for a minute. Cause I'll be like, why? <laughs> I mean, why are they so dumb? <laughs> I mean, I guess so for me personally, I always kind of approach those moments where it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I'll like see some homeless person and I'll like give them money, and then someone be like, "Oh, they're just gonna use it on drugs." And I'm like, "Okay, you got me. You fooled me. I tried to be nice. You yeah. you really fooled me." And I don't know. Sometimes I feel that way about people in relationships too, where it's like some people get so worked up whenever they feel like somebody's treating them poorly or did this and that. And for me, it's more just like. Uh, Okay, you got me a little scamp. I was trying to be a nice person to you, and apparently you're not interested, but I'm over it now. You know, done with that now. We're not doing that anymore. Well, like, yeah, like, like the, I don't know. I just find that sometimes when, when people overstep your boundaries or disrespect you because they think that they can, like, like you can have that kind of mindset, but at the same time, I'm just like, I forgive you like whatever you were struggling with whatever okay that's on you that's what you mistreating me is a reflection on you, you i know? mean but he, here's the thing that like you said and, and it goes back to like criteria and figuring people out it's like if i feel like you're 
overstepping your bounds with me and treating me in some way just because you can, I'm, I'm done with you. Well, because that that to me just shows that you actually don't care about anything. Well, because, that's like, the thing. That's like, I was going to say, like, some people, like, I've had people in my life who were, you know, super nice to my face, but, like, behind my back were either talking shit about me, um, stealing from me, um, doing certain things, and it's, and it's sad because, like, I knew about half of the stuff. Like, they thought they were slick. And they were like, oh, I'm not going to say this or blah, blah, blah. Or that I didn't know when it's like, of course I knew. Like, I don't know who you thought you were dealing with, but I I knew. I was giving you a chance to be honest. I've definitely had those moments where, like, there are some people who really thought they were doing something. And then they they try to reveal it or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I knew. I just kind of put you in kitty corner. So, like... You, I've already, I've already isolated the problem. That's the reason why I'm not talking to you about it, bro. Like I, it's funny because like on Twitter there was like some random like Zodiac. Sorry guys, okay, bingo, female podcast bingo card Zodiac. Okay, there's some random Zodiac post about Aries. Yeah, and they're like, if Aries snaps on you or or they lose their cool on you, it's because. They've given you a few passes to for you to learn, and you haven't learned yet. And I was like, "Yep, that's me. <laughs> like, that's actually me. Like, if I notice something, I'm like, oh, and I might say something in a nice tone, clear, passive, and then they might do it again, and I'm like, huh, yeah, that that thing, yeah, let's not do it again." And then they'll do it another time, and then you you turn out into the bad guy because you're telling them, you fucking dumb cunt, stop it. Yeah. Or else I'm gonna fucking deck you. And they're like, whoa, whoa. But that's the problem, though. The reason, they, like, the reason they act like that, though, and the reason why they don't change is because they don't think they did anything wrong. Or they don't do think they, or they do think, they do know they're doing something wrong, but they don't think that you're going to actually do something about it. Yeah, but those kind of people you shouldn't want to hang out with in the first place, because those kinds of people are, they're telling you that they'll always choose themselves over you. I mean, but that's how, that's when you, well, I usually do like a low-key kind of switch up. Like, I don't know, like, I had a friend I was very close with, we had a falling out. We kind of resolved our falling out in terms of just like talking it out. But it made me realize that I wasn't as good of a friend as I thought I was. And I kind of was stepping back to like reevaluate myself and do certain things. But then it also made me realize like they weren't a good friend either. Yeah. So I was just like, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And it was just supposed to be a lesson. And like, that's that's, too bad. But you know, that's the thing is there are some people who will like they'll they'll act like oh you're my friend so you should do me a favor but the truth is like if you care about someone you shouldn't want to put them in a shitty situation in the first place if you care about somebody you should kind of give a shit if they got hurt yeah just in general like even if you didn't mean to yeah so like i hear what you're saying where it's like you know it's fine to it's fine to make everybody make mistakes you can make every mistake once Mm -hmm. but once you keep on doing something like i need to have a good reason why you keep on making this mistake like maybe it's just really weird for you and you're trying but it's taking a while for you to change your behaviors or maybe you just don't give a shit that you're upsetting me and if you don't give a shit that you're upsetting me then like definition definition definitionally definitionally we're like not friends like if you just don't if you just don't care about how i'm doing you know what i mean you're just gonna do whatever then we're we're just we're just not friends we have some kind of weird 
mutual relationship. And I've had those too. I've had those where like the kind of point of the quote unquote friendship was to like kind of antagonize each other and argue about shit and get mad. Yeah. In order to like, I don't know. I don't even know why it's a thing. Again, like sweet flower with bitter roots. Right? You keep on going for the sweetness, but then like that kind of mentality kind of spills over into other relationships with other parts of your life. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes though it can definitely start from like I want like I guess childhood and like family life because like family is that first like bond relationship, that first like example I guess of love and loving relationships, right? So it's like I like I don't know, I guess for me my we're better we're I don't want to say we're better now cuz we're not perfect, but like it things are better now but like now in retrospect i can see and say that like there was to be in the to be family was um in the bad sense like no boundaries mm-hmm. so like everybody could step on everybody's boundaries and it should be fine because it's family but it also balanced with a little bit, or a healthy amount, I don't even say a little bit, I want to give it more credit, um, of consideration. Like, you know, like growing up with, I grew up with just my mom, it was me and my brother, mostly. And so as we got older and understood the amount of work and effort my mom put in to like raise us and make sure that we were okay and stuff, and just doing everything by herself, we grew to be more considerate of her time and like try to be more helpful and do like nice things for her and things like that. And like, I don't know, like I, I guess if anything, it taught, it pushed me into event planning because like, I would just like, like, um, my mom planned a surprise party for me when I was like, I want to say I was 10. Yeah. And like, after that, I started planning parties for her all the time. Cause I was like, you know, like, I really appreciated that. I appreciate the thoughtfulness behind it. And, like, that's, like, really what got me into party planning, to be honest. That's, like, the root. But that kind of consideration, um, I don't know, it was taught, like, you know, and I carry it now into my, into my grown self, as you can see with my own child, fucking doing the most for her birthdays. Planning <laughs> her parties three months in advance, yes. Well, that's better than the six months it used to be. So you got to give a girl credit, please. At least you're down to one business quarter, not two. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I guess what what were loving traits that you learned in your family, at least? <laughs> Tough question. I don't know. I grew up in a much more chaotic household, and I knew pretty early on like early teens that like my parents did not have a good relationship and were not a good example of what it means to be a loving couple in comparison to what though like like they uh, objectively like they did not like each other they did like they would argue all the time like not like just i'm just saying like they 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 were not compatible and they were still together and i they're still together now and i don't 100 know why but I'm just saying, like, how do you how do you grow up and see this in a sense of, quote unquote, like normalcy? And like, what do you have to compare it against to be like, that's not normal? I mean, like, bro, we grew up around television and shit. Like, I'm just saying, like, 
I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to mystify what love is. Do you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people have a decent sense of it, or at least like know what it's supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. And I knew what it wasn't. Okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, you're saying you learned these things because of like consideration, like what, what, what a loving relationship entails. Mm -hmm. And I learned it from the opposite. I learned from what a loving relationship is Doesn't not. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will say that. Like, if I didn't know essentially what love was, I, I knew like the pieces that's supposed to be there. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's like, you know, for, for you, you would say like it's consideration. For me, mm -hmm. like I would say a loving relationship is one where you don't try to antagonize each other. That's kind of like the same thing, just approached from different, yeah, different perspectives. Yeah, different viewpoints, I guess. Well, with that being said, we love you guys, and we appreciate you listening to another week of this Black Girl podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. There's like 600 of y'all following us on Instagram. Hey, love yeah. you. It's at this Black Girl podcast. If you want to follow my personal page, it is ola.miss.lola without the H. Um, if you want to follow the mister, oh. um, it's at pretentiously crass. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't post much. I'm not saying that because I'm jealous. I'm just saying that because it's accurate. <laughs> I'm not very. I'm not as talented at social media. You are. It's not even. No, that, like, to be honest, I don't post on my personal page like in ages. Like if anything, I'm the most active on this Black Girl podcast. So you can send a DM, a comment. I will be replying, liking, um, all that good stuff, all that social good tickling stuff. Tickling the algorithm. Yes, tickling yeah. it. Um, but with that being said, thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, make sure you follow us. I I will hopefully be staying better so that we can be continuously dropping new episodes every Wednesday. I apologize for it not being out this Wednesday, but you know, sometimes you, you got to wait for good things to happen. So uh, thank you for waiting with us and yeah. we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Bye.